0: You are now listening to Sweet Talks, sweet stories that inspire women to indulge in their dreams and life's work. Sweet Talks is thrilled to be brought to you by Cupcake Vineyards this season. I love to pair many of my favorite desserts with a glass of my absolute favorite wine, their Moscato di Asti. Make sure you find your favorite Cupcake Vineyards wine on sale at your local grocery store. Thank you so much for tuning in to Sweet Talks. I am your host, Brie. And as you know, this season, we are trying all new desserts that not only I have found, but some that have been suggested by you. Yes, you, the listeners, my family, my friends, all of that good stuff. And I'm really excited about this particular dessert because I wanted to get something that was homemade. I wanted to feature something that you all can do at home that was pretty simple um, by getting some ingredients from your local grocery store and making it um, yourself, whether or not you're listening right here in Richmond, Virginia, or you're listening um, somewhere else in a different state or in a, another country. Um, So I wanted to share with you something that a close friend of mine, Patricia Bradby, brought to me one night, one random night. So Patricia uh, was the owner of Miss Pers and she was featured on my first season of Sweet Talk. So shout out to her for this dessert that we're featuring today. Um, So I remember being at my house one evening and she randomly calls me up. She's like, I'm going to stop by. I'm going to drop something off for you. And I was like, okay. And this was last, last year during like the winter time. So it was like the holiday time. And she comes over and she gives me this bag of popcorn. And I look at it and I'm like, Thank you, girl. Appreciate that. And she's like, No, this is like a specialty popcorn that I made. And she explains to me that it has white chocolate on it. And I'm like, Chocolate and popcorn, white chocolate and popcorn. I just had never seen it, but she also used like these sprinkles on it. Again, it was like holiday time. So she had like decorated them. And I was a little skeptical about this snack but she had made a ton of bags for like a work event and she was just trying to get rid of them but let me tell you when she left and I was like laying on my couch I opened that bag and it was probably one of the best things I've ever had for like a sweet snack And it's kind of dangerous because you think about how dangerous just popcorn is, especially if you're like in the movies or if you're watching TV at home and you make a full bowl of popcorn before you know it, you look down and it's empty, right? It's kind of like that same thing, but just imagine it being coated with like white chocolate um, and, and sprinkles. And it's actually really good. So good to where I had to literally text her on the way to record this episode and be like, I need your ingredients and I need you to tell me step-by-step what you do so that I can share this on my episode so my listeners can try this as well. And I say that because she just had a housewarming congratulations to her on her newfound accomplishment. And when we were there, she had a fun little note that said, stop, thanks for popping by. And she gave out these bags again. And best believe I grabbed like four of those bags. And they are all gone and they were that good. And I probably thought about them throughout the year. They were that good. So I'm going to share with y'all what exactly she says she purchases. And we all are going to make some, I don't know if there's an official name, some um, white chocolate covered popcorn with sprinkles. That's what we're going to call it. So she says she actually just uses regular butter popcorn. And she gets a tray of vanilla almond bark. She specifically says she goes to Lidl. I don't know if you have a Lidl in your area. Um, I actually do like Lidl. So she says she melts four cubes per bag and she drizzles it on top. So then she, she broke it down a little bit more. So she says you start off with popping the popcorn in the bag, obviously. <laughs> and then you spread it on top of parchment paper. Um... And you which is on top of like a baking sheet and then you melt the bark in a bowl in the microwave until it's just like a minute or so. So it's kind of just melted enough to drizzle over the popcorn and then top it with some sprinkles. She said then to let the chocolate dry before you break it up. So I will say a lot of the popcorn is coated, but some pieces are not. So it's not like completely covered. It's kind of just like drizzled. So it's like a a fun surprise and bite in your mouth of like, oh, this is popcorn. Wait, this is like sweet and salty deliciousness in my mouth. Yes. So that's exactly how it goes. She said typically it just takes about 15 to 20 minutes. And to me, that's dangerous because it is quick. It's easy. And it is, like I said, one of those things to where you look down and you have eaten the entire bag of chocolate-covered popcorn. Um, yes. So thank you, Patricia, for sharing that with us. And I encourage everyone to try this. Uh, it seems like a great idea to make little party bags with two to hand out. It's definitely something that I enjoyed and I appreciated when she made those and actually helped me to kind of create some type of control um, not to eat all four bags at one time. I think I ate them over like a, a week. So again, thank you, for, thank you, Patricia, for sharing that with us. And I hope that everyone gives it a try. I don't know about y'all, but I just entered my 30s and I am forever discovering things about myself even more. Like every day, my personal quirks, um, my likes, my dislikes, even my flaws and my inconsistency inconsistencies that's a mouthful um and how I've changed over time and like I feel like everything about me is just amazing I mean it's weird to say it's like it's not that everything is good it's just kind of when you get to that point in your life when you really kind of understand who you are or you're like willing to listen to yourself um when you speak to yourself and when you do things and and as a woman and as a black woman in today's society, I think it's really important for you to kind of understand who you are and what your voice is. And so I was thinking about what my attributes are that I like the best. What are the ones that I don't like that much and I want to improve. And so I actually um tried to do this personal exercise. Um I was researching all of these self-reflection questions that I could ask myself, as well as just some basic questions. And I mean, it's kind of funny, though, because I remember I actually googled um, questions that you ask on a first date because i I literally wanted to treat myself like a stranger. and I asked myself um some questions that, You would ask somebody you really just kind of sat down with and you wanted to get to know them. Like, what's your favorite color? And do you prefer like the movies or going to the theater? I just remember some of those questions were like, it really made me think about who I was and like, what do I prefer? Um, Then, of course, it has some deeper questions on there. Like, what's your favorite memory when you were a child or... Um, some how do you feel about this questions or that, you know And so it was just a cool way to kind of like interview myself But like in a, not in, in an intimidating way But like to kind of get to know myself And at the end of the day, I wanted more Um. So I was researching a little bit more Everybody knows I like to research <laughs> So recently I came across this article And it really just kind of blew my mind because. It literally um, is about getting to know yourself and becoming more self-aware. And it gives you 12 different ways to become more self-aware. And I was like, I have to share this with y'all. And I'm not gonna share all 12 of them. I'm actually just gonna give y'all the source at the end, but I am gonna share with you Um, Some of my favorites and actually the exercise that I thought I made up by myself and I did is on there. It literally says one of them is to ask yourself questions like just basic questions to kind of just open the door to like get to know yourself. So I was like, hey, I'm on the right track already. So again, I'm not going to go over all 12, but I do want to go over quite a few of them that actually that I really resonated with and I think I really just need to kind of think about um, when we're trying to get to know ourselves and to kind of understand who we are, how we became who we are, why we're this way and what makes us amazing, you know, what makes us us and who we are. So the first thing that I um that they said that really kind of hit me was like, Take a personality test. And so, in my past, I've actually taken several personality tests. Um, I had to take one in graduate school in a class that I was actually a part of. Um, And for different jobs, I've actually had to take them on a job. And they were really used to just kind of see how we meshed, like how I meshed with my classmates and my team at the time, and to show everybody's personalities. So, at the end of the day, we were all different people. So, some of us were introverts, some of us were extroverts. And we all had a different way of how we like to express ourselves, how we like to communicate and work and learn and so on. And so these tests were actually incredibly helpful in helping us understand one another. So I can see how this information can just be good for yourself to kind of understand your your personality as a whole. And I know that there's like the Myers-Briggs test. And I think I took that one, but I think there is a cost for that. And I think our class like paid for it. Or something like that. But there are so many different personality tests online that are free nowadays. Um, so I think that that would be a great opportunity uh, for anyone who wants to become a little bit more self-aware to go in and take one of those tests. And, you know, I'm not saying live by those tests, but they really do tell your tell you about yourself in many ways. And I can sit there and say, I'm like, when I took them, I'm like, wow, that really is awkwardly and weird that they could pinpoint me in that many ways. And, and I understood some ways were not so, you know, me. But at the end of the day, they got probably 90% right about my, my personality as a whole. And to put it into context into words was really, really useful. So the next one that I really enjoyed on the list of the 12 ways to become more self-aware was, and I actually got this wrong when I first read it. So it says, listen to yourself talk. And so when I heard that, I said, "Okay, so I need to listen to myself talk like so I'm out in like, am I supposed to like monitor what I'm saying to people? And, you know, is that going to tell me about myself, which in a way I guess it could. But it is saying, listen to yourself talk as in like your thoughts so like on a daily basis what are you saying to yourself in your head when things are happening or in situations and things like that so I was like oh that makes so much sense because if you're monitoring what you're saying to yourself on a daily basis you kind of understand who you are um and so it, it encouraged you to kind of like write down word for word. What are the some, some of those things that you say to yourself on a daily basis? Because a lot of times we have similar thoughts every day. And so if you kind of record and write down for like a week or so um, what your self-talk really looks like, then you can kind of understand and become a little bit more self-aware of what you're saying to yourself every day, whether that's a positive thought. A, is that a negative thought? Yeah. Um, what are you thinking about? Like, what's affecting your thoughts? Like, are you watching things that are like creating these thoughts and making you think things about yourself? And I mean, it's just a neat way to put it. Like, I never really thought about literally writing down my self-talk. Um, and I think that I'm actually going to probably put that into practice. So the next one that really resonated with me was to label your emotions. And to me, um, I really, really like this one because I'm an emotional person. I'm very sensitive, but not in a way that I feel like I'm too vulnerable, but I'm aware that I have emotions. So I can cry if I'm happy. I can cry if I am sad. Um, I can cry if I feel weird, like, and I'm okay with that because I've been emotional my whole life. So part of being self-aware is understanding your emotions overall. So how do you feel in this moment? Like, how have you felt? In the past 24 hours, like what is the feeling that you feel that emotion that you feel majority of the time? And a lot of people. Um, what I liked about the article is it said, you know, how a lot of people have a limited vocabulary when it comes to expressing their emotions that they're feeling. So somebody asks you, how do you feel? And you say, I'm, I'm happy today or I'm sad. But what if you're like vulnerable What if you feel like you're suffocating? Like, what if you can't put that into words to really express how you feel? It puts a limitation on your ability to be fully self-aware about your emotions and how you're feeling and to really comprehend those emotions and those feelings. So again, that's like unhealthy. So if you're able to better like, Put a, a a word to that emotion and kind of label that emotion. That's what the suggestion was. Then you are able to be a little bit more attuned emotionally with your emotions overall and be able to respond more appropriately to what's going on around you. So I love. I really really like that one as well. Um, ooh, and so this next one too, and I think it's because of my environments professionally. But this one, I think, makes a lot of sense. And it says to have a life vision or a mission. And immediately I was like, that is like so profound. And why haven't I thought about that before? Because at the end of the day, every organization or company I've worked for has had a vision or a mission statement. And I'm like, wow, like, really? So it it really kind of asks you the question in this article, like, are you, again, I think you know this is something a lot of people say like are you just living are you just trying to survive or are you like living with a purpose are you working to create something more than yourself in your life and so honestly people who are more self aware um they usually are the ones who are living with a purpose and they're creating things but the people who are not uh, self aware they're the ones who are just trying to make it you know just trying to survive every day just living living life and and going with the wind. And at the end of the day, when you really start asking yourself those questions, when you really start wondering like what what's your legacy gonna be or like what is your life going to look like in 10, 15, 20 years from now, or or um what what are some of the things that you want to accomplish? Why do you want to co- accomplish them? Who are you doing it for? When you ask yourself those questions, you have the ability to then create yourself. A life vision and a mission, and again, I think that that's so amazing. A lot of these things, I'm like, I'm I'm ready to do them tomorrow. Like to really sit down, and I think that really does make you a, a lot more self aware, um, about yourself, and just kind of give yourself and your purpose, um, a platform, if that makes sense. So the next one. Oh, this is a good one, too. I think this whole list is really good. So I'm going to say that about everyone Um, is questioning your automatic thoughts. And again, going back to uh, the one we talked about before, you know, thoughts are so important. And at the end of the day, and I think this is scientifically proven, I think our minds are more prone uh, to remember negative memories or to. have automatic thoughts that, again, are more negative or irrational. So people who um, are, I guess, less self-aware often, um, again, just automatically think negative thoughts right off the bat. So just thinking through when an automatic thought comes in, instead of just receiving it as is, if you're more self-aware, then you're more... um, I guess, capable of then disputing that thought and replacing it with a better thought and one that is more accurate and reflecting the actual situation. Um, so I, I think it's really important because again, our mind is is a sacred place in the thoughts that we have. And that's why we have to be careful of the things that we, we uh, tune into and the things that we uh, think about and let live there at the end of the day, um, it really reflects who we are as a person. And so we need to be a lot more self-aware of the things that we let live in our minds. So I thought that one was, again, right on point with just um, questioning our automatic thoughts and keeping those in check, to be real, just making sure I'm monitor- monitoring those. And okay, so the next one that I really um kind of thought was I think this is something that a lot of people try to do. And I actually have never created one, but it's to create a bucket list. And I and I can say that I think I've made a list that said I'm gonna create a bucket list before <laughs> and I never actually created the bucket list. Cause in a way, bucket lists kind of scare me because it's like, oh, I gotta hurry up and do this before I die. But at the end of the day, I, I guess it is a neat, a neat self awareness activity because it's simple and it helps you to really kind of identify uh, what you want to do, uh, who you want to be in, like, essence of different experiences that you want to have, what kind of life you want to have overall, what are some of the things that you want to make sure that you do in this lifetime? And knowing those things, honestly, yeah, they, it makes you a lot more self aware because that affects your everyday decisions or when you're planning out things in your life. And so, one of the things that I really liked about this. Um, particular article is that it noted that you can take your bucket list and you can turn it into like a short term or a long term goal list for yourself. So again, just helping you stay on track with what are the things that you're focusing on in your life that you want to um make happen, you know, and be more self-aware of that and helping those things on your bucket list come true. So I like that one. And so the last one that I want to share This one, um, this one is probably the toughest for me. I've actually done this before and it is not easy. Um, It actually served as kind of like a cleansing exercise to me. It was really, really real (laughs) when I did this. And so the last one is to ask people um, that you trust for feedback. And the thing is, is that, You can never really be sure of how you're coming across to others until you ask them. So at the end of the day, if you want to be more self-aware, you're going to need to ask a few people that you trust for feedback on your personality. Um, And this is asking for both positive and negative feedback, as well as for um, any advice that you may have that they may have um, to help you improve as a person. And again, this is not easy um, and it can often make you feel extremely vulnerable. Again, um, I went through this. So um, that's why you need to ask people that you trust and you actually value their opinion um, because you don't want to find yourself in a space where you become offended. Um, You need to be prepared for a response because you asked for one um, and you wanted them to be honest with you. So at the end of the day, you just need to listen and know that it's coming from a good place, but it's really, really good to ask people that you trust for feedback, because again, they'll be honest with you and you know that they care for you and they only want the best for you and, you know, they may want it in return and then your relationship could be better. Like at the end of the day, I think it's just good to kind of um, ask those that you love, whether it's family or friends or who you trust um, overall to really just let them give you their opinion about you overall so that you can be more self-aware about your actions and and what you do um, around them and around others so I really like that one as well again a tough one but uh, much needed and so those are all of the uh, I guess ways that I really connected to Um, in the article to become more self-aware. I promised all of you the source. And so um, I found this at daringtolivefully.com. And so I encourage you all to go and view that article. There are some others on there as well that I did not mention. But I also encourage you to do some research yourself because there are so many things that you can do to get to know yourself. I think we're, again, ever evolving and changing. And I'm not going to be the same person not even a year from now, not especially not five years or 30 years from now than I am at this very moment. And so I think it's a beautiful evolution um, I think that I I look forward to change. I used to not like change, but I know it's inevitable. Um, and at the end of the day, I've seen growth in myself and just becoming more self-aware is a healthy activity because if you're going to sit there and not pay attention to how you're feeling, you're not paying attention to your thoughts, you're not paying attention to your wants, your desires, your needs, what you like, what you don't like, you're going to lose yourself at the end of the day. You're not going to be living a life that's, um, again, a purposeful life. And one that's fulfilling to yourself in which we are all supposed to be uh, living. So. Getting to know yourself is a beautiful journey. Um, It definitely can be tough at times, but it's important to do. And it's helped me to really stand on my own two feet and really appreciate, again, the woman that I have become and I'm going to continue to become with all of the good and the bad and the random and the quirky (laughs) and all the things that really make me me. So I encourage you to do the same and and practice some self-care by becoming more self-aware. Y'all like that one, right? That was good because I came up with that myself and, you know, just get to know yourself. Um, You won't regret it. I promise. So thank you so much for listening to sweet talks. Make sure you hang back and enjoy an amazing one minute meditation from bear. Soul yoga right here in Richmond, Virginia. Also, if you have not already, don't forget to subscribe to Sweet Talks on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, and Spotify. Find and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Sweet Talks Podcast. Visit the website at sweettalkspodcast.com. Shoot me a message, let me know your thoughts, and I'd love to connect with you. Until next time, stay sweet. Rose, sparkling rose, Prosecco, and so many more. Make sure you find your favorite cupcake vineyards wine on sale at your local grocery store. In today's meditation, we explore the power of maintaining
1: constant love and kindness for ourselves. Today's Centering Thought for Meditation is, I choose the power of love and kindness. Let's prepare for our meditation. Find a comfortable seat, close your eyes, or soften your gaze. Begin to notice your breath. As you inhale, begin to notice the body expand. And as you exhale, begin to notice the body draw in. On your inhale, recite, I choose the power of love and kindness. On your exhale, feel the sensations of love and kindness. Continue to recite, I choose the power of love and kindness. Feel the power of your love and kindness. Bring awareness back to the sound and the sensation of your breath. As you inhale, I choose the power of love and kindness. On your exhale, Feel your love and feel your kindness. As the meditation ends, invite yourself to step into your power of self-love and self-kindness. Peace, peace, and love. Thank you for making space for yourself in these one-minute meditations. Find more guided meditations that you can do at any time by following me on social media at Ashley J underscore Williams. Follow the Bare Soul Tribe at Bare Soul Yoga or visit our website www.baresolyoga.com.